0: But I was just very um, hurt from everything that happened in my old church. I had a lot of pride. So I wasn't really open to meeting people. I wasn't open to hearing truth. Every single time I would hear MacArthur preach, it would break my heart. Because it's it's basically undoing everything that I thought was truth. And it wasn't. It was the complete opposite. It's not God is just love. God is... The judger, he God, you know, he contempts the sinners. like it and did everything that I thought was Christianity.
1: This is ordinary people with extraordinary lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bucklew. We'll give thanks to the Lord for He is good for his loving kindness is everlasting. as you and I are, maybe preparing ourselves for Thanksgiving Day. We might be getting a little bit busy just thinking about having our families and our friends over and maybe the cooking, all the preparation just for Thanksgiving Day. And I would just want you and I to... Take a moment and to really just stop for a second and just think about what can we be thankful for. And just in this Bible verse that I just read, we can give thanks to the Lord because He is good. And because for His loving kindness is everlasting. So just giving thanks to God because He is good and He is a faithful God. His love never, never fails. So those are things that we can be thinking about during Thanksgiving Day. And not only on Thanksgiving Day. I think this is something that we should be thinking and meditating on on our daily basis. And just to be mindful that we are to honor God and to glorify Him and to praise Him for everything that He has done and He is doing in our lives. And on that note, let me introduce to you our guest for today, my dear friend, Debbie. Debbie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, no, thank you for, I I didn't think that you were, you were going to agree to this. So I'm really uh, just grateful and Just for you to be open to share how the Lord has worked in your own life.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. I I didn't think I would agree either. So
1: (laughs) here we are. Here we are. You know, I am very grateful because uh, even last night, just a friend uh, from church um, with through Andrea, my friend who was helping me with the uh, audio for this podcast. Uh, I never thought that this person would decide that she wanted to share her testimony. And I was uh, talking to Andrea about that. And I'm just so grateful because I think that, you know, just the Lord has given us a story. You know, and I feel like it should be a story to tell, a story to share with others. Because in the end of the day, it's not for our glory. It's for God's glory because he is the one, the masterpiece behind the whole story. Like he wrote the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the crazy part is that. Realizing that it's actually his sovereignty, like Mm -hmm. he planned everything, every step, every life moment, every trial, Mm -hmm. he already ordained it. Mm -hmm. And so it's in reality, it's not only our story, but it's his story. Mm -hmm. And so it's Mm -hmm. it's something that should be shared no matter how nervous you get while doing it at the same time, you
1: know? It's like I always tell people, you know, you're just talking to me right here. Like, honestly, we're not even looking at the camera. are yeah, just looking look at, the at the each camera.
0: other. Don't look at the lights. Just look at you. Look at me. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and it's okay. No, but thank you again. And um, obviously, I would like, for everyone to get to know you a little better, and let's just uh, remember a little bit about your childhood. What it, what was it like? What was your life growing up like? Okay, in your family. So yeah, let's start with that.
0: So I was born and raised in the Valley. Born in Silmar, lived in Van Nuys, lived in North Hollywood, San Fernando, back to Silmar, back to the Valley. So you've been I, everywhere. I've been everywhere around here. <laughs> I have one brother, so it's always been me and him and my parents. Um, I grew up going to church. My mom came to Christ, I want to say, when I was really little. Mm -hmm. So I grew up going to church Mm -hmm. all my life. It's always been church. Mm -hmm. So I grew up knowing the stories, you know, knowing God is love, God is kindness. So it's like the general thing that a lot of Pentecostal churches teach you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it started to go. And then we were at a church in Roscoe for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up going to a church in L.A. And we left because it was this church where we were for a long time. It started to become very legalistic almost, I Mm want to say. Mm -hmm. And so we went to this other church, same branch, Pentecostal. And yeah, I was there for a while. I was there since I want to say I was 11 or so. And then uh, we ended up leaving because it just started to change more. It became very um, charismatic, prosperity, you know. It's very, in some way, Just it just lost Mm -hmm. the biblical foundations. Yeah. And so my mom ended up going to... Grace so she's the one that went first she went to Spanish ministry and so she would tell me a lot about it I was very skeptical of Grace I'm not going to lie I grew up in a pentecostal church so yeah. I grew up learning knowing that it was like holy spirit raise your hand manifestations you know a lot of like spiritualism and yeah. so to me that Grace was just like this isn't this isn't church this is this yeah. is another thing as I saw stuff falling apart in my old church and I, I just got tired. I got very tired. And I started to read the Bible more. I started to get involved myself more. I kind of left abruptly. I just, I literally ran away the, from, the, <laughs> from the from the old church. Yeah, I yeah. called my mom like, I'm done. I'm not coming here anymore. It's over. How is grace?
1: <laughs> How is grace? <laughs> How is grace? <laughs> I'm coming to grace. <laughs> like,
0: like, let me tell me more. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so
0: one Sunday, I went. And I think it was crossroads where I started to go. Mm-hmm. But I was just very um, hurt from everything that happened in my old church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was hurt. I had a lot of pride. So I wasn't really open to meeting people. I wasn't open to hearing truth, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And so every single time I would hear MacArthur preach, it would break my heart. Because it's like it would, it's basically undoing. Everything that I thought was truth, mm. and it wasn't. It was the complete opposite. It's not God is just love, you know. God mm-hmm. is the judger. He God, you know, he condemns the sinners. Like mm-hmm. it undid everything that I thought was Christianity. So it was hard for a couple of months. I want to mm-hmm. say the change and mm-hmm. adapting. I would cry a lot. I would yearn, you know. But I knew that the old church wasn't stable and it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I met, I think it was Kelly, it was the first person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You're going to come to a Foundation. I was like, I'm not. And it's like, Yes, you are. And I was like, OK, then. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Megan was one of the first people, and Silva was one of the first people. And I gradually started to open up more and just realize that you need fellowship as much as you want to be on your own. And I think that's something, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're accustomed to just being on your own. You can't, you're called Mm -hmm. to have fellowship. You're called to have accountability. And again, those were new things to me. I I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. I never had girlfriends (laughs) until like I got to Grace. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenging change, I want to say. It wasn't an easy change to adapt to Mm -hmm. accept truth but it overall it was needed yeah for not only my salvation you know but also for my family and for overall just honoring god at the end i think that's the most important part it's like accepting that you were in sin and you're even though you thought you called yourself a christian you weren't a christian you were deceiving your own self yeah it's not only through works, you know, it's God's grace. It's through yeah. his grace alone that you're saved yeah. and the sacrifice of his son. So it was interesting. And so I'm, I'm, I'm bl- glad and I feel blessed that yeah. it's been two years now and I feel stable for yeah. the very first time, yeah.
1: And would you say that your previous church um, focused more in what God can give me and what I the benefits that I can get from God rather than confronting sin. Yes.
0: So my old church they started to get more involved with there's this thing in Spanish it's very it's very much in Colombia it's avivamiento mm-hmm. so it's like a revival
1: mm-hmm.
0: thing that was happening and um they started to focus more on like if you're a Christian you should be living this way. You should have this. And if your life isn't, you know, if your life is falling apart, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. You mm-hmm. didn't do anything to please God. Mm. So the church slowly began became, you know, Lord, give me this. Like, we would repeat stuff. I am blessed. I have money. I have this. I, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's not about repetition. It's not... Yeah. So the church very much started to become like a very self-centered, self-love, self centered, self love, self you know, centered kind of church.
1: Yeah. So So it's more like declaring that something will happen, that God is gonna do something and then he is like a genie that it's gonna yes. get it from me. Yes basically. Yes and sadly that i mean i'm so many churches are you know doing that there are so many churches that they're not truly confronting the main problem which is sin and it's more like come to god and he's going to make your life perfect or yeah. come to jesus and he's going to give you x y and z and you know it's yeah. like it's like more come to god for the benefits mm-hmm. but not because you're on on your way to hell
0: yeah it's like they forget about pick up your cross and walk mm-hmm. with like they completely mm-hmm. forget they'll say it mm-hmm. but they won't mean it. yeah. And even even saying it, it's like, even sin alone, it was so washed out, let's say, if you lied. Mm-hmm. And you felt, you know you feel bad if you lie. It's it's just something, you know? We're yeah. humans. Lying is wrong. Yeah. But there, it would be like, oh, you lied? It's okay. Just ask God for forgiveness and everything will be good. So it was like, God was just an easy escape mm-hmm. for things. Mm-hmm. And... Your sin didn't value up to the works, you know. Yeah, do this, this, and this, and everything will be okay. Yeah, and that's just not how it works. Yeah, they were afraid to confront sin, and if you did question that, you were against them. Mm. You were not with the church, so it was almost kind of cultish. Okay. Yeah. Very spiritualistic. Very. um, You. they, They made you feel like. You needed to be at a certain level of spiritualism. Mm. You're supposed to heal people, see things. And I was very involved in all of that. At one point it feels it feels wrong at one point. It just gets to the point where you feel like it's not real anymore. Like yeah. you know in your heart that it's not real, but you're just trying so hard to not recognize it because either you're too scared to recognize it or you're too prideful to accept the fact that you're still in sin. Mm-hmm. So it's one or the either. And yeah, that's a lot of people would leave too. A lot of people. And I think that's one of the things that started to catch my eye too. Leaving the church. Yeah, leaving the church. Um, people who would call themselves Christian would end up completely different, you know? like Their lives were completely different. Yeah. So I would question that a lot. I would question my friends a lot. Mm-hmm. because how can a Christ- How can you call yourself a Christian and then do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Romans 9 says it all, like what a Christian should reflect. We're supposed mm-hmm. to at the end reflect Christ. At one point, as I was starting to realize where the church really was, I was even questioning, like, is, is this church even a Christian church? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the scary part.
1: Yeah, that you're questioning their theology. And then you're starting to question theory? yourself in your own salvation. Yeah. So can you share with us, uh, what was your life like before Christ? How is it that you come to the realization, I am a sinner and I need to repent, otherwise I'm going to hell? So I want to say it was
0: a year ago or so. Yeah. When I was at Grace Mm -hmm. and i started with ewg i started with all of you know like getting more involved and we were reading romans and we were reading about the righteous man
1: so and just for those for reference ewg it's every woman's grace yeah and it's a women's bible study yeah at grace community church just it's really good just you, fyi
0: you guys are free wednesday nights <laughs> highly recommend it so um,
1: you were guys were going through Romans. We were going well, were, through yeah, yeah. We were going through Romans. We I were see. going through Romans,
0: and I started to read about Romans nine, mm-hmm. what a Christian person's what their life is supposed to be like, mm-hmm. and we were reading Romans three, how there is no righteous man, mm-hmm. and so all of that stuff because I grew up believing that I was a Christian. Does it? Since I was a little girl, I always thought I am a Christian, mm-hmm. and I. At one point, I think it was more of like, because my parents are Christian, I am Christian. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was reading Romans where I was hard to reflect the fact that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, my mouth isn't always clean. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i not always hospitable. I'm, a, I'm usually sometimes quick to anger. Like there is a lot of stuff that I started to realize. And I'm like, If all of this comes so easy to me, then am I even a Christian? Mm. If the anger comes so quickly to me, am I even a Christian? And so when we were going through Romans, I started to realize, like, I'm not, I'm not saved. Because if I was really saved, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, it wouldn't come to me so easily. I repented. And... I also learned that it was, repenting isn't just going to the front of the stage and like raising your hands and someone coming to you and you're supposed to speak tongues. Like repentance is something private. It's something between you and God. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that too, I'm like, did I ever truly repent then? And so that's that's kind of like the key moments that actually helped me understand like, girl, you have not repented yet. But mm-hmm. now that you know this, you have to. I went home and I repented. And that's kind of how I started to fully understand Mm -hmm. what being a true Christian is about.
1: Yeah. And you said it was a year ago.
0: I want to say it's like a year ago.
1: Yeah. And how have you seen your life change since then? Like, you know, I mean, we are all work in progress. (laughs) You know, like, it's not like we have reached, we reached like 100% our sanctification and we won't. (laughs) You know, it's like until the Lord comes Again, you know, yeah, we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're still sinners, and mm-hmm. we will stumble. and And praise God that Christ was the one who, you know, lived the perfect life that we couldn't live, and He died for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. But there there has to be fruit. There has to be a change. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that the, the the Lord has changed you since then? Since-
0: I want to say the biggest one is having doubt about my salvation. Mm-hmm. So. I've always, like, had this anxiety thing where it came to, I would question my salvation. Like, I'm like, am I saved? Mm-hmm. Like, I did this. Am I saved? Am I okay? Or if I, this, I'm like, is God going to punish me because I did this? Or, like, is God going to not hear? Like, that anxiety has stopped mm-hmm. because I realized that it's not my doing. It's not me who's going to save me. Like, I could pray a thousand times, but that's not going to be enough. mm mm-hmm. And it's through Christ that like it's literally because of his sacrifice on the cross, because of God's grace, mm-hmm. we have access to the salvation. It's his doing, not our doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the moment I, knowing that really brought me more peace at heart mm-hmm. and understanding that I need to trust him more and his sovereignty more than leaning on my own understanding. Yeah, I think that's how one of the major things that I came to realize where I am with my Christian life is that those doubts, that anxiety, because it was anxiety. Like I'm talking yeah. about, like I would stay up at night sometimes, trying to figure out something in the Bible, something in Scripture to justify myself. Yeah, but there's no way of justifying my sin. Mm-hmm. It's only through Christ and Christ alone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like when that's kind of how I realized that I've come the long way like and then also just not caring anymore Mm -hmm. i used to care a lot you know like about opinions of people i used to care a lot about what people said what people thought i would serve so much you know i was in children's ministry i would do this i would do that i would go to open heavens and conferences and all of this stuff because i just wanted to do so much more to make sure i'm getting to heaven Mm -hmm. and it's not even that anymore it's just Indulging myself in his word and in his presence, I don't need a secret place to pray. I could pray, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that sense of peace that I've longed for. Mm -hmm. I finally have it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes I do get worried, you know, like if something happens within my family or I hear something, I'm not going to lie. Like, of course, but the difference is I can go to scripture Mm-hmm. and where it says cast your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. Yeah. It brings me peace. I yeah. could find peace within scripture. I could read Romans 12 and confront myself and I'm not if I'm not loving my enemy. I have the word of God to bring me peace and also understanding and to, you know, correct me when I need to be corrected. Yeah. So I think that's how I've come to see that we've come, I've come the long way. We've come the long way as a family too.
1: Yeah. What has been like some of the challenges that you've had?
0: I think it would be mainly people from my old church, people that I knew before, people Mm -hmm. who are still in this whole spiritualism Mm -hmm. movement, charismatic stuff. And just, you know, some of them will never understand. Mm -hmm. And it's only through the grace of God and the Holy Spirit that the word could really be revealed to them. Mm -hmm. I, can never make them understand and they can never get me back coming to terms with that and I think that's one of my biggest challenges is when I would see because I would follow them still on Facebook on social media Mm -hmm. and seeing you know their reactions to Grace Community Church seeing their reaction to certain sermons it fired me It Mm -hmm. would bug me. And it would like enrage me at one point because it's like, how dare you? But then again, going back to Romans 12. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I think that's been one of my biggest challenges. It's just like not getting enraged Mm -hmm. in the fact that these people will never understand Mm -hmm. unless they fully surrender to the Lord. I can't save anybody. I think Mm -hmm. that's been one of my challenges in accepting. I can't make someone want to come to christ i can't make someone fully understand his grace yeah that's his doing not my doing Mm -hmm. and just surrendering that control i guess Mm -hmm. has been my biggest challenge to understand that i can't control everything Mm -hmm. i can't have it my way it's his way or no way at all Mm -hmm. and if you do it your way you're gonna go through some
1: stumbling blocks yeah our job is to be praying for, for those right, um, that we know, and especially those who are not receiving probably the right theology, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're not being fed the right food, yeah, or even for unbelieving friends or families that we might have. It's really just pray, and yes, when the opportunity comes, share the gospel with them. But at the end of the day, it will be the Lord's doing, exactly. he is the one who opens the heart, and he is the one who can give us a new heart, yeah. We we're not the surgeon he is (laughs) yeah yeah it's true yeah
0: like I was talking to my mom the other day like I had so many plans for this year Mm -hmm. I was supposed to start law school I was supposed to do a lot of stuff I wanted to travel at one point and then COVID hit Mm -hmm. and then Else has changed, and then mm-hmm. they're like, Well, you know, we're gonna cut down the people are accepting. I'm like, Okay, so we're not applying this year, <laughs> so it's oh, like, no. and stuff like that. It would fire me, like, it would really yeah. fire me, and it would give me anxiety at one point because it's the fact that I don't have that control, yeah. But then I would catch myself, and this is why I love Romans 12. Like, everyone knows Romans 12 <laughs> is my verse. I know people love Romans 8, yeah, but Romans 12 is really good. <laughs>
1: seems like it because you keep quoting Romans 12. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have not read Romans 12, maybe you should go and find out. I highly recommend Romans 12.
0: It's it's really good. Romans 12 and Romans
1: 9. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think something interesting also that I love that you said before, it's that, yes, you were raised in a Christian home and you truly made yourself believe, you convinced yourself that you were a Christian because you were born in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Which is not true, because we don't inherit, yeah, salvation. Salvation is not inherited. This is some that it that, that it's something of the Lord's doing mm-hmm. in our lives. That this is through the gospel. This is through His Word that He is able to open our hearts and our minds mm-hmm. to understand that we are apart from Him. Yeah, that we are sinners and we deserve deserve hell. And the only way to to restore that relationship with God is through Christ. In Christ alone, nothing else, and I think a lot of people get wrapped into that oh i'm a I, I am i I was born in a Christian home, so I don't have to worry mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, you know, but yeah, and to, you know.
0: it's it's interesting when you grow up in a Christian home because I guess because you see it a lot, you go, you do everything, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the fact that, oh well, you know, I go to church every day mm-hmm. or oh i I know the songs, I know songs, I know the new testament the old testament but mm-hmm. it's not knowledge that saves you
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the grace of god it's through faith and it's not even our faith it's the faith that he gives us mm-hmm. so all in all it's not even us yeah. at the end. it's literally all him yeah and it's i think that's also like one of the things a lot of like young people go through and i think uh i want to say like i was like end of middle school high school Mm-hmm. Where I really would be like, well, I'm a Christian, but, you know, lying was so easy for me. Mm-hmm. But then I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll pray. I'm good. And then, you know. Yeah. So it's it's so easy coming from a Christian home to get mixed up into those thoughts and not realize that salvation is something individually.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not a unit situation. Yeah.
1: And speaking of Romans, Romans says, right in the book of Romans it says I think it's chapter 10 that it says that faith comes through hearing by hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we need his word in order to have faith. Yes, even that. It's it's his word It's everything it's connected to his word. Exactly. It's the way that he is uh, he uh, opens our eyes and opens our heart and mm-hmm. gives us a new heart it's like the way that the law of the lord is given to us so that we can see our own fallenness yeah. and sins for us to get to know jesus is through through the word mm-hmm. you know it's like there is, it's not like the lord is going to come in a vision or i'm going to see him no exactly. it's not it's not like that it's through his that's why the bible is there
0: exactly and i think that's one of the biggest issues with a lot of charismatic really spiritual moving churches is that you await for a vision
1: mm-hmm. the
0: common term is oh well the lord gave me a vision so this is my next step or mm-hmm. the lord made me see this so this is the next." when we should be relying on the word and the word alone
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and that's kind of like again the whole misconception that a lot of people can grow up in you know yeah especially a lot of pentecostal um charismatic prosperity churches
1: yeah Thinking of uh, on your own life and your own journey, you know, in Christianity. What, it, what are you looking forward to in the future?
0: Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. I used to have this big plan for my life. Yeah. I would always tell my mom at the age of 27, I'm going to... Oh, I was done with university. Mm-hmm. I did do that. Mm-hmm. But I would be like, I'm done. I'm going to be done with law school. Um, I'm not getting married. I'm not going to have kids. I'm going to have my own house. Um, I had everything planned in my head. Because mm-hmm. I'm a planner. I'm not really spontaneous. That's never really been me. I try. <laughs> I really try to be spontaneous. Yeah. But it really goes against my nature. Yeah. And I, I used to plan everything out for myself. Like I would envision myself like in Maine or East Coast. And then I ended up staying here in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I applying law school next year, it's like I don't really have a a foreseen future for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. At this point, it's more of like whatever the Lord has in store for me, Mm -hmm. I welcome it. I think I've seen and witnessed a lot of change in my life. And I've come to realize that I'm never going to get exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. And as... Weird as that sound, it's kind of a blessing mm-hmm. because I forgot where it said, but it was talking about um, the challenges, like these temporary challenges will be temporary because at the end, you know, when we go to heaven, heaven awaits us, the best yeah. thing awaits us. So why, you know, I, I do have ideas of what I want in my life, yeah. but I'm always open to let the Lord guide me. Mm-hmm. And if something goes Left and I want (laughs) to go right, and the Lord is like, "Well, you know, we ended up left. It's like, okay, but we'll go left." Yeah, and I'll and I'll keep peace in that because at the end, Lord is sovereign and He knows best, and Mm. that's my comfort. Mm -hmm. And even though I will battle with it because I am human, I at the end of the day can go back to Romans and come to accept the fact that He does it for our good Mm. and for His glory. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. And throughout this pandemic, everything that it's been going on, what do you feel that the Lord has taught you through quarantine and the pandemic?
0: The value of friendship, mm-hmm. as quirky as that sounds, the value of friendship and the value of family. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've got to spend a lot of time with. I actually have friends now, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. <laughs> oh come on i'm not kidding i'm not kidding like i had like people you know i think in my whole like journey of life Mm. i want to say i've had uh, three good friends Mm -hmm. but now i have they left i'm not gonna lie they kind of like left my life and i have sisters this time and mm-hmm. it's it's different. It's something so intimate. I've never, like, experienced this type of friendship before. My friends were always guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had a girlfriend to go to. And it's crazy because, like, I'll spend, like, hours at my friend's house because she lives literally, like, five minutes away. I'll spend hours at Andrea's house. And <laughs> it's, like... We will go at random adventures and just spending this time with all my friends. It's like mm. I never really, my only friend was my brother. Mm. So to actually have friends outside of my family, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a big yeah. deal. And it's amazing that the Lord has used this quarantine to show me the fact that you don't need a thousand people in your life. Mm-hmm. You all, all you need is like four or five. It's it's as weird as that sounds. My brother, he knows me better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I know him better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so to have a friend like, like you for example, or like Silva mm-hmm. and Andrea, like Ashley, all these girls, you know. Yeah. And we're all so different, but yet you know we get together and we'll have dinner or lunch, or we'll go boxing or exercise, and it's just like, it's- oh yeah, she's
1: my she's my my buddy. We <laughs> train because we were talking to Ty on the previous epi- uh sorry, two episodes before, and we were talking about martial arts, and I was expressing my passion for martial arts. So Debbie and I we used to train <laughs> when I was still roommates with Andrea and the other girls. So um, when we were living in that house. Debbie will come in the morning. So we'll be training together. Yeah, so yeah. it was
0: really fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it's just like getting to do that stuff. And yeah. like, I guess having that peace, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no, there's no secrets. There's mm-hmm. no shades. There's no blinds between us. Like we're so yeah. um, raw with each other yeah. that makes the friendship genuine. Yeah, And so it's stuff like that, that during quarantine, I valued a lot. And then... Yeah. Family. I've spent a lot of time with my mom, with my niece, and it's just like there's so much stuff that we haven't ever done before, and yeah. I feel like because of this time, you know, like there's one moment where like literally my mom and I we would spend only time on like the couch watching <laughs> Bruce Lee, yeah, <gasps> watching, <laughs> watching so many karate movies, and then we'll eat breakfast or we'll and we'll make something, and it was on the couch.
1: Yeah,
0: but it's stuff that like it's. It's so, like, it's special. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's bonding time, you know? Yeah. Like, or sometimes, like, me and her, we would go to a drive to the ocean because she loves the moon. Mm -hmm. She, she, she's obsessed with the, especially if it's a big full moon, like, the woman will be (laughs) at the beach.
1: (laughs) And so, yeah, mom is here. She's uh, already are listening. So she's, like, right right next to us. (laughs) So like we
0: would go on these drives, yeah, and we'll like listen to like old music together because I love oldies, and it's just like cruising together. We cruise for hours sometimes, and it's stuff like that that yeah. I cherished during quarantine. Because during regular time, it's like you know, it's work, home, and then if I have church, church. Yeah, it's like A B C A B C, and so yeah. during quarantine, especially the first few months, it's like A. What are we doing next? <laughs> Maybe be, I don't know how I'm feeling about, C, but let's see if I'll make it there, <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that's true,
0: yeah, it's just the Lord has blessed us with this time, and yeah. even though it could be annoying because I know a lot of people i'm a I work in a divorce law firm, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: girl, we got in so many new divorce cases. <laughs> it's sad to see like these people not yeah. see the value of having this time with their family because mm. there's gonna be a time, you know, where like, your family will not be there anymore. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. we get older. Like from the moment we're born, we're getting older. We're, getting, we're going to death mm. at one yeah. point. So it's like, it's it's kind of a blessing because it's something that you will you can carry with yourself, you
1: yeah. know? Yeah, I think we have learned a lot through this pandemic. And I think it's just the value of family, friendships, and church. You yeah. know, um, when we were not able to go to church, praise the Lord that our church is. Standing open. firm through this time and, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I think it's just been a time to reflect a lot and what is truly important in our life. Because before we got so wrapped up in the busy life, you know, like work and doing so many things. And I think it was like a moment of like, you need to stop and you need to like really analyze your life. You need to reflect on your own life mm-hmm. and really see... If how things are going right now, it's the way that they should be going. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm very grateful because I've I've been able to spend like so much time now with my friends. You know, yeah. in like, Quarantine, the training. Uh, I mean, we kept training. So, and then also just even through the podcast, just having fellowship with one another afterwards. That's my favorite, one of my favorite parts too, (laughs) the food. (laughs) Let's enjoy the meal together. So yeah, you know, it's just, um, I think that is just the Lord himself also just showing us his kindness to us, you know, through friendship, through a fellowship with other believers and and just uh, to have those friendships like, like you said friendships that are very transparent and friendships that are very open you know and yeah. it's not like i need to build a wall before us and not yeah. being open with each other and you know, i think that's very important honesty i'm very grateful for that yeah so so i'm on the same page with you <laughs> so i agree with that yeah but obviously we're getting closer and closer to thanksgiving day i'm really excited <laughs> for that me too (laughs) i'm ready for the food i'm ready for the fellowship but you know i think like this season is like the season like that everyone is giving thanks to god but honestly that's something that we should be doing daily this is something that we should be doing every single day praising god giving thanks to him just for who he is yeah i agree yeah so what are some things that you're so like just reflecting in your own life what are you thankful for what are you praising the lord for during this time
0: I want to say one of my biggest things that I'm thankful for is my family, mm-hmm. just being one-minded. After we've we've gone through so many changes in our lives, mm-hmm. we've seen so many things in our lives. We we had a drastic change coming coming from one place ending to another, and yeah. challenges come by and by, but my family has never been more stronger together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even though, you know, we can, we can be sad sometimes we can like, you know, cause we're human, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful at the fact that we have the Holy spirit and he comes and he gives us strength and he intercedes for us when we don't have a words to express ourselves. Yeah, And so that's one thing I'm grateful for. It's like, coming and having a family who knows real gospel and being able to communicate with one another and being at one page it's mm-hmm. it's something having that stability yeah i'm grateful for that yeah. and i'm i'm grateful for a church who has strong foundations mm-hmm. and i'm i'm grateful for for everything honestly i'm grateful to be in this country, even though I know we're going through a lot of changes right now. And I know that there's a lot of stuff and people have chosen sides and there's a lot of divisioning happening at one point, but we still have the freedom of speech, the freedom mm-hmm. of religion, yeah. being able to go to court and, you know, fight this and have our churches open. We have that freedom and it's not politics. Mm-hmm. It's one God's grace. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, That's the biggest thing of all. It's like God has grace over all of the situation. And it's never going to be whether it's politics or judges or any of that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that even though we can be challenged in so many ways, we can see so many things Mm -hmm. that he is still there. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. It's like we are in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Everything's, you know, in the air. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of a really tough election. (laughs) The church is in the middle of its thing. Mm -hmm. But overall, God is still sovereign. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the craziest part is that he is sovereign and he has ordained this already. And, you know, he has control over this. And so I'm grateful for that because I may not know the outcome. It may not be the thing that I want to hear. It may not be something that a lot of people are not going to want to hear, but it's something that he wants to hear. I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for everything that he has allowed us to experience and see and, you know, live through, Mm -hmm. because if it wasn't for those experiences, we wouldn't be able to stand here and Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be able to understand other people who are going through the same experiences. So I think trials and tribulations and all of them is also necessary. We don't go through trials. If we don't go through tribulations, if we don't go through challenges, then we're never going to grow. And overall, we need them to also help others through them too and help guide them to it too. It's like, we're supposed to be the light and darkness, the soul, you know, we're supposed to be ambassadors. Mm -hmm. How can we share and show if, we don't go through something too. So in a way, it's kind of a blessing, you know? Like, Lord, thank you for allowing me to see this. And even though it hurts and it could cause me sadness, thankful because I now
1: understand more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because humans, we don't understand. (laughs) And we won't understand many things, I feel. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you so much, uh, Debbie, just for uh, sharing your testimony and even for that, for what you're thankful for. I think that... All of us need to stop for a second and just really reflect and just really praise the Lord just for who He is. Just like verse in First Chronicles, as I read in the beginning, verse 34, I'll give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. I mean, just for the character of God. He yeah. is a loving, merciful Father. So if you don't know what to be thankful for during this quarantine, then go to Scripture. Go to Scripture and see what you can be thankful for. And that is... Because of God for himself or because he is um, loving, he is good, and he is kind. And I just hope that all of you will be meditating on that, on who God is during, you know, not only the season of Thanksgiving, but also just on the, on your daily life. So thank you again. And well, I will see you guys on the next episode. Let me just close this in prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, we are just so, so grateful, Lord, for who you are, because you are a loving merciful and kind father um, sometimes lord we can during this dark times it's very easy to um, get distracted and and be even saying like i don't even know what to be thankful for lord but you are the reason why we should be thankful and i just praise you for who you are for salvation for our savior jesus christ thank you because you sent him to die on the cross for my sins lord and Um, I should have gone to hell, Lord, but you sent him in my place, Lord, and you just um, just pour your wrath on him at the cross, Lord. And it's because of him that now our relationship with you uh, is finally restored. And that same salvation is offered to everyone out there, Lord. And um, we just pray that if anyone listens to this um, podcast today, Lord, that They will be convicted of their sins and they will see, Lord, that if they don't repent and they turn to Christ, the only way that they're going to go is to hell. So we just pray, Lord, that you will open their hearts and you will give them a a new heart, Lord, and that we will praise you, Lord, not only on Thanksgiving Day, Lord, but that we will praise you daily, that we will give you things for who you are. We love you and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen on the next episode of Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. After I had my son, I was really depressed. I just slept the whole time, woke up to eat. It was just like a couple noodles because we had no food, we had no money. And things with his dad were going really bad. He became physically abusive with me i had to move out and so i got like this little job and i started trying to do things on my own and figuring out life like i can do this like i just have to get myself together but that didn't work